Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. Episode 70. We've made it to 70? Oh my goodness. It's for future considerations. And it's Manny, Matt, and John back for what we call, for our second episode of the week, we call it the OT. Gentlemen, how you doing? I'm, I'm hung up on number 70. That's amazing. <laughs> I can't believe we made it to 70. We're, We're we shot. We run out of tape yet. Hello. We're shot. We made it to 70. We did. I'm exhausted, not from the 70, but from that 18-hour uh, New York-Boston game the other night. My God. Yeah, it's still going, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't COVID that delayed the uh, the World Series of the playoffs this year. It was the Yankees-Red Sox. <laughs> A lot of drama in that game. A lot of drama in the Dodgers game, too. But looking forward to the rest of the baseball playoffs. And then, of course, we'll be talking about it in upcoming podcasts. Yeah. How, how do you feel about your predictions in the first episode of the week? Um, I'm all right. Yeah. I'm all right. Yeah. Rays, Giants. Rays, Giants. I got the Rays and the Giants. I went crazy and picked the, the two best teams from each league. I know. Crazy. John's yeah, know. got the Rays. Yeah. Because he's boring. Yeah, <laughs> and I predicted Just, Toronto still not in it. Yeah, oh yeah, he's on a run. Yeah, he's I, on a baseball run. They have yet I, to play a postseason game this year, so my uh, prediction is still intact. At the beginning of the year, way back in April, on <laughs> uh, episode nine or whatever the heck it was, yeah. I said the White Sox would be there. So I'm sticking to it, even though I'm not very confident. No, in that. No, but, four games today, though. Four baseball games today. It's going to be an exciting like two, weekend. 4 37, yeah. 9.30, something like that. There's another game at 5 tomorrow. Boys, I'm so fired up tomorrow. I'm going to see No Time to Die. Ooh. Finally. So you're not watching baseball this weekend? You're watching Bond? Well, uh, Bond may be the only thing that's longer than Yankees Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, what did you say the runtime is on this new one? It's two hours and 43 minutes. Wow. Long time. So, John, mark this down. We've got to get a review of the Bond movie. Yes, definitely. For the next episode. And if you do, as if you're listening to this right now, and if Uh, you do watch the Bond movie, send us your emails and or DM us on social media. Let us know what you think of the movie. Don't send it yet. (laughs) send it at least Sunday morning and onward don't send it right now no spoiler alerts I get alerts on my oh my god actually they killed him off what go to the theater pull out your phone record the whole movie and send Matt a Dropbox link (laughs) now that'd be great quit chewing that popcorn so loud I'm trying to watch the movie You know what's great is like now because I bought the tickets in advance, of course, because I I think there's going to be eight thousand people lined up outside the Cineplex Odeon at Devonshire Mall to see this movie. Right. So I buy the tickets the first day they're available. But you know what has been great about this this social distancing thing? I finally found something at the movie theater. When you book your tickets, they automatically block off the two seats on either side next to you. Oh. So we buy two. And then the two on either side of us are free. Like, so you have more room. So you got more room. 
You don't have some idiot talking about his, his kid's hockey game from that morning or flashing the, the cell phone or anything like that. It, right look, beside it, you, but yeah. what about behind you? If so, look, I've been waiting too damn long. You're going to stand up I've been and start a tussle? I've damn long for this movie. I might only see the first 43 of the two hour and 43 minutes <laughs> if somebody starts chumba throwing something or chatting or whatever and uh, i i hate going to the movies i really did do. you get the stadium seating too like those oh, yeah, new seats? It's the, it's the new seats the reclinable ones yeah. so there's some good room in yeah, there there's room i'm room. feeling all right about it i'm feeling okay about I, it but I'm, I'm looking forward to this review yeah. i hope it's not terrible because you've been so. talking this up for I weeks so. well this was supposed to be out Literally two and a half years ago or something like that. Yeah. Then he broke his leg and then, I don't know, COVID happened. They, they can't go to the movie theater. So they, <laughs> they wouldn't just release it on uh, on Amazon like everybody else yeah. does. Come on. think they're going to make money off this or something. So if you do watch the Bond movie, give us your reviews as well. Yeah. After Saturday night. After Saturday. My, my screening, I think, is at 7.10. So if you want to start posting those at about... 11:30 when the when my version wraps up I'll start I'll start paying attention. You should like tweet in real time during the movie. That'd be good. Gunshots. You'll get kicked out for sure. Car chase. Car chase. Car chase. Girl. Car chase. Drink. Girl. Bad guy. Car chase. Bomb. Oh, he dead. <laughs> Wait, didn't even know who that guy was. Oh man, can, can uh, you can you tweet out like sports analogies to a Bond movie? I, I will. He gone. <laughs> <laughs> he blew that one like the Yankees radio guy on the Giancarlo Stanton home run. <laughs> he shoots and scores. Because <laughs> you know Bond is going to yep. score in this movie at oh, some point. He better. Bond yeah. drops back. He's looking left. He's looking right. Touchdown! He goes deep. <laughs> okay uh, again uh, you can email us what's our email address John <laughs> oh man for future considerations at gmail.com okay uh, and our social yeah, yeah. media podcast FFC on uh, Twitter and Instagram uh, for future considerations on uh, on Facebook as well after like 11 yeah. o'clock on Saturday. I'm giving up the social media account to Matt all weekend. Yeah, so. I'm turning my phone off. I'm not paying any attention. I did go on Rotten Tomatoes and there was a couple of comments that were just a little too much. Really, like, eh? ah, this might be telling something. Yeah, I'm surprised there haven't been more spoilers, right? Because this is Daniel Craig's last one, This right? is it, yeah. This is the last one. The only right. thing, it's uh, been uh, been considered a, a deserving send-off for, for the best Bond they've ever had, in my opinion. Um, whatever that means, really? we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't honestly. I don't even think it's close. I really, really don't. I really don't. send us an email or DM us on your top Bond, Bond guys. Who was your favorite Bond? Oh, really? Yeah. Was Pierce Brosnan? Pierce Brosnan was fine, but he yeah. was he was like so. Sean Connery is is Sean the, Connery, is the man. yeah, yeah. And he was Sean's charming. the man in anything. He, he does. was suave. Yeah. He had the whole thing. Pierce Brosnan was like, it was like corny suave. You know what I mean? Like he was, he always had a quick line and then the girl had a quick line back and they were just so funny. And it was, it didn't, it didn't work. It didn't work as, as great. I enjoyed them at the time, but now like it's just, uh, to me, it's just gone complete next level. Okay. 
So send us messages as well for yeah, your top yeah. Bond guys. Wow, this is this is getting epic. Let's let's talk some sports, shall we? Just as exciting as the opening of this new Bond movie is the opening of the Ontario Hockey League yes, season. We've been waiting a long time for this too. Yeah, I know John's working OHL games, right? I know. Yes, and actually, I have a cushy new seat. Did I tell you about this? I was no. doing the fan cam. Now I'm running the scoreboard. I you know promoted. what sound? Yeah. So yeah. everything you see on the big screen at center ice at the Owen Sand Attack games is put up there by John. Yeah, except the typo. That was made by someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Already passing the buck. That's how he got promoted. <laughs> oh, no, that wasn't me. That was Zach. Uh, that was Zach's fault. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding, too. We have a, we have a slide that's uh, telling people there's no in and out or something like that because of COVID. But the is spelled T-E-H. <laughs> You don't want to screw that message up. Yeah, T-E-H instead of the, and I can't change it. It's, oh. it's a slide that I can't change. So how do they change the slide? Uh, somebody has to do it in like Photoshop or something like oh. that. But. So just to confirm, there's no in and out at uh, the Bayshore? You can only go in, or once you go in, you can't get out? That's right, isn't yeah. That, or just, just isn't that stay one out? of Daniel Craig's lines in the Bond movie? That was the second Bond movie. <laughs> Ian Fleming's James Bond, in and out. <laughs> and in and out. And I'll be calling some games for the Windsor Spitfires this season as well on mm-hmm. uh, on AM 800. So, Very nice. Uh, looking forward to calling those guys, games with Steve Bell. You guys got the league covered, man. You guys yeah. got the league covered. And because of that, we'd like to invite our special guest here on the OT, a rookie in the Ontario Hockey League who's very excited about stepping onto the ice. This guy hails from Coburg, drafted fourth overall by the Windsor Spitfires in the 2021 Ontario Hockey League draft. He put up big numbers as part of the Quinty Red Devils team when they actually played hockey. 44 goals, 95 points in 42 games. And if you talk around the Ontario Hockey League, he's one of the most highly touted prospects in not only the OHL, but the CHL. Please welcome to For Future Considerations, Ethan Miedema. Ethan, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate it. Hey guys, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and uh, listen, I got to apologize. I butchered your name in exhibition, your last name. Like how many times have people mispronounced your last name? I'm used to it now. It's truly not a big deal. I got it now. How many times What's has the, uh, your name been mispronounced and uh, you've reminded them very quickly with the uh, highlight real goal that uh, you're going to be saying my name for uh, a while, so get used to it. Uh, big apologies to Aaron and Natalie who are giving me the gears on Twitter, but uh, what's the worst thing people have called you with that last name? What's the worst that people have butchered it? Uh, well, obviously there's Medima, um, Midema, um there's a bunch like i can't even name them all but i'm used to it i'd say like if there's 10 people uh maybe one out of 10 even one out of 20 maybe get it right but um wow. i mean i mean it's not it's uh it's from the netherlands and it's dutch so it's understandable well people are going to realize what how to pronounce it very very quick your uh, highlight real goal against Sarnia was our play of the week one week as voted on by people on social media. So 
uh, I think people will get to know you really, really quick. So um, thanks thanks again for, for joining us on the podcast. want to take you back uh, to draft day. What was draft day like for you in the Ontario Hockey League? Um, it was, you know, probably one of my best days I've ever had. Uh, very memorable. Um, you know, we were still in that little lockdown, so couldn't have a ton of family over. Um, couldn't see a ton of my friends or people, but, um, you know, made the use of it and did what we could. Just had, you know, obviously my family there. And, um, you know, a few weeks before, I kind of knew Windsor was the spot that I was going to be. Um, it wasn't a huge kind of surprise, um, but I did know that, you know, and Bill Bowler talked to him quite a bit before the draft and, you know, he really liked me as a person and a player. And uh, obviously I'm really happy to be here. And um, overall, just that day was pretty special, even though I kind of had an idea that's maybe where I'd be. It was still, you know, a very good day just for the family and, you know, all the hard work is paying off and I'm really appreciative of that. Yeah, it's always interesting when you've got a kid that uh, goes so high. Most, you know, if you're getting into the second rounds, the fifth rounds, all of that, I mean, there's really no general idea as to when you're going to go or who's going to take you just based on those conversations. But but going fourth overall, like you said, you had a, a good idea that uh, if you were there, Windsor was going to pick you. Leading up to, to draft day, what kind of conversations were you having with them? And, and did other teams do their research and, and get involved in that as well? Yeah, like there were some other teams that picked around Windsor that I obviously talked to after the lottery. Um, But yeah, talking to Windsor, especially on draft day and even a little bit before I got, you know, some visual tours on Zoom. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, I talked to Bill quite a bit on Zoom or on the phone. Um, Talked to Trevor Latowski at the time, who was the head coach. Um, Talked to a lot of the, you know, management here. And um, again, like I said, I'm really happy to be here um what did you know about windsor beforehand nothing <laughs> <laughs> had you been to windsor before like uh, you nothing, like I've, right? I've, I've been to detroit for a tournament um when i was a little bit younger uh in triple a uh so obviously we drove through here but really i've never been here other than just driving through windsor for 10 or 15 minutes when we did that one time did anybody from the Spitz, from the team itself, like the players itself, did they reach out to you after getting drafted? Yeah, um, Wyatt Johnson and Will Cooley, they both uh, called me or FaceTimed me on actual draft day, the 4th of June. And then I would say probably 90% of the guys DM me on Instagram or messaged me on iMessage afterwards. So, um, you know, couldn't ask for much more. All the guys were very welcoming and um, yeah. What did they tell you about Windsor and has it come to fruition? Yeah, they just said it's a great hockey, uh, you know, little area and um, the fans love it and especially when we're doing well and they said we're going to have a good team this year so they're, you know, happy to have me part of it and obviously same as me, I'm happy to be here and, um, you know, want to help this team win. It was another big day for the the Quinty Red Devils uh, program. Uh, You were the first of seven guys uh, that uh, ended up drafted uh, that day uh, and it seems like that's that's par for the course. It's normally seven to, to ten to, to thirteen guys that ended up getting picked in some of these programs. So, what was your experience like with the Quinty Red Devils? That whole factory of, of hockey talent and and playing in that league, even though it was a, for a short period of time. Um, yeah, like it was great. Our head coach Ty Longo, he did a great job with us from 
you know, minor Bantam and up those three years, if you count the minor midget season, which he did a lot for us in that season. Um, you know, we practiced three times a week and just had some inner squad games within our, within our team and called some 06s up or some 04s just to, you know, balance some teams out to play, right? Because we didn't have any games or nothing um, during 2020 and a little bit of 2021. So he was great. You know, we were on the ice three times a week and practiced for an hour, uh, scrimmage for an hour. Um, high intense they were you know it, was, it wasn't obviously the real deal playing against all those other teams and playing in the OHL Cup potentially or playing in OHAs potentially but um, you know we made use of the year and um, overall I'd say the guys you know kind of made use of it like I mentioned. And when you get an opportunity to play for a program like that, that's that's so storied and, and has had so many players come through and the success that they've had, um, what did you know uh, getting into that that program specifically from guys that had played there before? Or what were your expectations of playing in, for a group like Quinty? Yeah, like right away when I joined, um, I knew that you know I was in a good spot. And uh, even coaching right away was always good. We never had an issue with that. And, um, you know, we had a lot of close guys on the team and that kind of started our success. You know, a lot of the guys got along. Well, everyone did. And, you know, that kind of started. You hear some stories about other teams and where maybe some guys are out of it or, you know, don't really get along with everyone. And that definitely wasn't our team. And, you know, that's kind of you see NHL teams nowadays and, you know, all the guys are best friends. And that's why they do so well, even OHL, CHL, whatever that might be. So, yeah, overall, I just knew it was a good fit for me. You put up some big numbers when you did play with Quinty before the pandemic, like 44 goals in 42 games, as I mentioned, 95 points, like unbelievable. How did the pandemic, though, hurt you with regards to getting ready for the draft? Or, or would you say it even hurt you at all, Ethan? Um, you know, some people look at it different ways. But for me, truly, like, Obviously, we didn't play in any big games, um, no OHL Cup, no OHAs, like I mentioned, but I have an outdoor rink at home, and I have a gym at home, so those were two huge little, um, you know, utilities that I used throughout, especially the Christmas lockdown, like, that was, that was huge for me, I made huge strides on the rink, and, you know, I was out there every day, and working out every day, and even there's a lake kind of close to my house, and I was there, just either, even go by, going by myself, or with some other OHL players around or guys who you know enjoy hockey like me and um and then as we got further on like our coach did so much for us that you know we made that year as you know like I don't want to say well I guess you could say it was memorable like we still made it a good year with the conditions and everything that happened the uh would you say Coburg's a hotbed for hockey like did you grow up a Pete's fan or a Generals fan did you watch a lot of the OHL? Uh, yeah, like I always um, followed the OHL uh, just from a young kid because I was, you know, a potential. If I worked hard enough, that'd be somewhere where I'd want to go. And obviously that's here now and it's awesome. But um, some of my buddies, even 04s or 03s, guys just that I know from the Quinney area or even Coburg have been drafted and more from Quinney. But um, so I have some older friends that are, you know, I'll be playing against this year and just looking up to them all the way up. Um, a huge one. Obviously, I'm not friends with them, but um, Brady Gilmore, he was in 1999 uh, born. He was from Quinney, and he lives like probably 20 minutes from my house at home. Um, he went in the first round, and right from there, when he got drafted, I was kind of a big um, you know, eye-opener for me because he worked so hard, and I kind of wanted to be like him. So 
that was, um, you know, I'd say I looked up to him quite a bit and, uh, you know, kind of inspired me. As the OHL season now begins, how would you describe your first training camp? Uh, camp, you know, it was decent. I, um, definitely very nervous. Like I didn't really know what to expect. Like I kind of mentioned earlier, but, um, I obviously knew that Windsor was a great spot and, um, you know, we had a good draft. We also drafted some, you know, really good players in our 05 draft. Um, so I knew some guys coming into it and the guys were really welcoming. Like I said, to um, after the draft texted me. So I knew of kind of some of the guys, obviously I didn't know them all, but I knew some of them and um you know definitely some nerves but every game you kind of just get better and get under your feet a little bit more and that's kind of when i started to realize how uh windsor was just a great spot to be and obviously i knew before but it's just like when you're actually at camp and when you get down here is really when you kind of you notice it and you're in the rink you're playing in the rink and seeing all the fans and so that was definitely big for uh for me at least through the, the preseason, what's been the biggest adjustment for you uh, in, the, in the game? Obviously, the probably the first time you've really played competitively against guys that are that much older than you, uh, even though it's it's a weird year with uh, with the, the overage players that would have been lost over the last few seasons. But even that first couple games, a couple shifts, uh, what did you see and, and how did you have to adjust uh, uh, your game accordingly? Yeah, so, you know, my first game, I was obviously very nervous. Um first time playing with older guys like you mentioned as well um you know some of the guys were at camp but there were still some older guys obviously a little bit younger with some 04s and 03s but you know some older guys were at camps and um you know I didn't really put too much pressure on myself because I knew like first game with older guys let's just see how it goes like didn't really have any expectations let's just go into it see how it goes like first time playing with older guys right so um, definitely nervous, but after the first period, you know, it started to settle in and, um, you know, things kind of went from there and, um, but yeah, I'd say the biggest adjustment was probably just the speed, like all the guys work that hard to get to where they want to be and everyone has the same goal, you know, guys in minor midget, you know, all the guys are obviously playing and wanting to succeed, but in the OHL, it's just, it's just that much more. It sounds cliche, but like guys are just that much faster, stronger that like, it makes that jump that much harder, right? And it makes that goal that you scored against Sarnia, which was our play of the week that we talked about, even more impressive. <laughs> Dangle around a D, uh, yeah. skate to stick going backwards through the legs. Like, is that in your repertoire all the time? What's going on there? Um, you know, I, I don't really know what to say, to be honest. Like, I, didn't, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just kind of... I saw the D kind of lunge at me, so um, try to put it through, and then it just kind of went from there. But nothing um, like <laughs> that won't happen. <laughs> that won't happen very much. How many messages? We want to see that every night. That night. How many messages did you get on your phone that night, or uh, or texts, or uh, uh, tweets, um, or whatever? Quite a f- yeah, quite a few actually. Like um, obviously from just friends and family, um, but. You know, it's still preseason and wasn't in the regular season, but <laughs> still, um, you know, it was good to get that support. And another thing, like, my family and friends are all supportive of me coming along, uh, like, leaving, you know, at a young age. So that's another thing that's kind of tough. But having that support from home, being so far away is also very, very good. 
And who was the first guy in the room to give you hell about it being preseason or ah, that, that's nothing or I've done that before? <laughs> who, who gave it back to you uh, first? I honestly can't remember. A lot of the guys were um, saying, you know, like, nice goal. And I heard, I uh, saw the replay and the bench was going crazy. And when I, you know, was tapping the guys after the goal, like, um, some of the guys were squirting water at me and stuff. <laughs> um, but... Um, you know, did you practice that move on your brothers, Colby and Zach? Or no, <laughs> no, you know, but that's just you know, developing those skills and, um, like on the outdoor rink, for example, when I have time, not actually going through people, but just you know, basic stick handling and having you know, the ability to do that is something that I've just kind of been working on, I guess, but didn't really, like, nothing was planned, nothing at all was planned, but it's not, like, you know. So, are Colby and Zach hockey players, too? Yeah, they are. They are both hockey players. Are they better than you? Yeah, both of them. No, they're not. Come on. Come on. No, There's only so many spots well. they could get drafted ahead of you in their class. So <laughs> <laughs> they're, running, they're running out of room there. <laughs> so other than, uh, uh, as we've, we've uh, touted you here, uh, a goal a game and uh, TSN play of the night uh, every night, uh, what, uh, what kind of player can Spitfire fans expect uh, to see out there once, uh, once the regular season gets going here? Yeah, it's obviously I'm a bigger player. Um, I use my reach to my advantage, but overall, I'd say I'm a a two way forward that you know has the ability to make plays off the rush and use my size, my speed, and my overall skill just to create plays for myself and my teammates. Whether that's you know driving the puck wide or getting a shot on net or making a pass for my teammates, just kind of doing all those things together. You're a big boy. You mentioned six foot four, two hundred pounds. And to move the way you do, did you know, growing up, did you put a focus on skating and Im- improving your skating the way the game is gone? Do you model your game after anyone or have you? Um, yeah, like skating's honestly been, other than working out, um, those two kind of go hand in hand. Like I skate with a power skater in the summer um, many times a week, m- multiple times a week, um, you know, if it's an hour skate, we're working on skating for at least 15, 20 minutes. It's such a huge part of the game. And obviously now in Windsor, like we're pretty lucky to have a power skating coach in Kathy. Um, you know, we skate with her probably once every, probably two, three times a month. I don't want to say once a week, but probably two, three times a month. And that's been great so far. Like she's really, really detailed. And um, that's definitely something that I'll take advantage of. But yeah, I'd say over the summer, like skating's a big thing. And then for someone I model my game after, um, you know, being a big winger like me, I kind of take someone who plays my position and, you know, I've watched multiple guys. There's a few guys I could name, but um, I kind of take a lot of things from Miko Rantanen. Um, he's a left-hand shot. He plays the wing uh, with the yeah, avalanche. So I would say he's probably the most. There's a few others, but I'd say he's the most kind of that I look up to, I guess. Do you have any goals for yourself uh, set the season, team or, or individual? And what do you uh, what are you looking to accomplish to consider this year a success? Um, you know, my rook, uh, first year, rookie year, I kind of, you know, I, I want to fit in and help contribute with the team. Um, I know a lot of the guys kind of say, like, they want to win, they want to win. But I do feel, you know, in our group, we, um, we do have a chance to win here in Windsor. Um, 
I think that, you know, we have a good group of young guys and also veteran guys and older guys that, you know, I really do feel we have a chance to win. And, you know, I'd say just going as far as we can is definitely a team goal. Like that's a huge kind of part of it. Um, you know, obviously team first and for some individual goals, those will kind of come as in or uh, with the team goals and doing well. But U17s, if they happen, that's definitely a goal. Um, and then just for myself, you know, I want to help contribute, like I mentioned. So just doing everything I can, whether it's putting up points, blocking shots, being a two-way player, finishing hits, just kind of doing everything I can and doing everything that my coach has asked me to, you know, be that, um, you know, that first-year player here in Windsor. I've seen you mostly play on the wing. I know they... You, you've been listed as a center as well. Do you prefer the p- uh, position over the other, or where do you see yourself being more successful? Um, you know, I've played wing the past few years. I played center when I grew up. Um, it's really just wherever a coach or team needs me to play. Like, I have that ability where I can play um, center, left wing, right wing, and really it's just whatever the team needs, and I'll kind of go in and help anywhere. Um, you know, I don't really find... I haven't played center a lot recently, but um, it'd be good to get back to it. But I'm, you know, totally okay with the wing. Like, again, like I said, it's really just wherever they need me. New experience for, for you in the OHL and, and a new head coach for the, the franchise as well. What's Mark Savard been like uh, since you got a chance to, to get to know him? And, uh, and uh, as a, a coach, uh, what, what kind of coach is he? Yeah, like, obviously, when you hear that name, um, a lot of things come to mind. Um, he was a great, you know, player in the NHL. You look up his stats and videos, like he was like, he's unreal. Right. So you, uh, to be able to learn from that guy and almost see that guy every day to, you know, if he's pulls you aside to talk to you, like really, you know, all the guys pay attention to him and, um, cause he's, everything he says is, you know, it's, you want to hear it. Um, you want to hear what he has to say and to make you better, even if it's just the slightest little thing, like you know, putting the puck in this area just to kind of get around that guy a little bit quicker or when you're shooting, like, a little tip. Like, when you put all those things together, like, pretty crazy. Like, little things from him just really go a long way for us guys. But, um, yeah, I'm super excited. He's been great so far. I mean, I've only been here for um, probably five weeks. Um, But he's been great so far, and, um, you know, I'm looking forward to the future with him and the team. Has he showed you the ring yet? No. Not yet. <laughs> you got to pull that one out. Come on, coach. Where's the <laughs> cup ring? Let's go. Uh, did you play other sports growing up? Yeah, I did. Um, so obviously hockey was always my main sport, but I've always kind of put a focus into lacrosse and soccer when I played during the summer. Um, but at one stage, you know, you kind of got to pick a sport to kind of go forward with. So um, it wasn't too hard of a decision. Like I've loved hockey ever since I've started. Well, I mean, maybe not at the start, but after actually playing, like <laughs> I did, um, you know, I fell in love with the game and just have a huge passion for it. So I couldn't let that go. And, um, you know, I'm still really happy. I made that decision with hockey. When was the moment you realized, yeah, I want hockey. I'm picking hockey. Um, like what age? Yeah. Um, was there, was there a moment? Was there an age? Yeah. Like, I would say, um, you know, when you kind of start going through your developing stage and where you can kind of start working out at age 
12, 13, um, you know, you, you got to pick one, like moving forward. I mean, you can definitely do both, but if you put all your time into one, um, you know, it just makes you that much better at it. So I would say probably when I was 13, um, and then that first year of working out during the summer for, um, hockey rather than playing a summer sport, like I mentioned, but yeah, I've always played two sports as, or two or three. It's always good to, you know, try different things and keep your options open, especially at the start of the process and not, you know, just put everything into one, especially if you don't even like it. So, but yeah, I've always believed in playing different sports and even during the summer, like I'll still pick up the stick and play with my brothers, um, lacrosse stick or kick a soccer ball around or play basketball in the driveway. Like I still like to do other things and even bike ride with friends or swim or spike ball, golf, you know, I kind of just keep everything open and stay loose during the summer away from skating and um, training. Uh, of those things you just mentioned, what are you the worst at? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, like that's a um, lot of things. You, if you're good at all of those things, man, you might be, no, uh, the Spitfires I, I, might be no, a little I, too low for you here. We, we got to look even bigger. <laughs> no, I'd say, I'd say soccer probably, um, being, being tall, it's kind of tough to be, you know, a soccer player, just staying that low to the ground to <laughs> kick the ball and stuff. But, um, obviously I still liked the, it when I played. So do the spits kick the ball around pregame? Yeah, we do. That's training. That's, that's what I was thinking about. Like, um, <laughs> I've got to be better in that. Like a lot of the guys even <laughs> call me call me out for that and i'm always uh you know i've had some games where i've lasted a while and finished near the top but there's some games where i'm like second or third guy out and like i really have nothing to say just because i know i've like i haven't played soccer in a while like i was probably like nine or ten since i really actually played a real game but have you tried have you tried windsor pizza yet um yeah like i think one of our sponsors always brings it in uh, not always, like after games, the odd time, or if we go out and... Is it, is it different than Colbert Pizza? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Especially yeah. when, especially the place, I forget what it's called, actually, our sponsor, but they bring it in, it's so good. Like, so good. I'll just kind of have that if we don't have anything the next day, kind of eat a bunch of it. <laughs> so there is a difference. Windsor Pizza is way better than any other pizza. Yeah, like especially if there's some, if there's any pizza places on Erie Street, I'd be I'd be very interested because I know that's like a big thing. There's no Italian places in Coburg, so like actually there might be, but we just normally get pizza from like a, not actually like a Domino's, but like a a pizza or a Papa's Pizza Land or like a something like that. But obviously there's a difference when you actually get that real Italian feeling. Or like I went to Italy when I was a kid, and um, like the pizzas there is just like unreal so that's great yeah well hopefully you get to experience uh everything that windsor has to offer uh in the future ethan thanks for doing this uh really appreciate you taking time out and i promise meet him up i'm never gonna screw that up again no worries at all yeah thanks so much for having me on guys it was um it was good talking to you and uh yeah anytime for sure thank you our thanks again to Ethan Miedema of the Windsor Spitfires for joining us here on the OTM for future considerations. Wow, this kid's a big boy. But you know, guys, when you look at a player and you go, this guy's a hockey player, that's the vibe I get when I look at him. Like, this guy's going to be a player. When, you've, when you first saw 
uh, John Tavares. You would say that about him. If you first, when you first saw Connor McDavid, when you saw Shane Wright, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, when I saw Dan Snyder, mm-hmm. who who passed away this week, eighteen years ago, which still boggles my mind. When you saw them for the first time, uh, you would go, "Yeah, th- these guys are hockey players." Yeah, yeah. and I—that's I, the vibe I get when I. When I look at Ethan Miedema. And when you have the the soft skills too, the hands, the the positioning that you can play on the wall, uh, that that's huge at, at that body size as, as well. I always remember, um, this is going to date me, Joe Thornton, uh, when he was with the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. They had come in, they were playing the Spitfires at the Old Barn, and I remember going, and this guy, this was like watching somebody's dad who played in the NHL for 10 years coming and playing a junior hockey game. Like, I think he put up six points and didn't play the third period. Like, it was pure dominance. Like, this guy is going to be the greatest hockey player that's ever played. Look at look at this look at this game. It, it's funny you say that because I remember seeing Ed Jovanovsky before he got to the OHL. And mm-hmm. he, he was like a monster among yeah. men. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is a player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you got that body and you've got those soft skills, too, that's, yeah. that's going to that's gonna take you places, no doubt. You know, another thing that uh, jumps out at me, too, with the guys that we've interviewed, uh, almost every single one of them, you think about how much more personality and the opinions and uh, just the, uh, the charisma that these young guys have now. Because before, when they were uh, younger and getting their start in hockey, it was like, don't stand out too much. Don't say anything that might be offensive. Just cliche after cliche, no opinion mm. on anything. And uh, we've had some really good interviews so far on our show. Some well-spoken intervingibles yeah. uh, for sure. And you can go back and listen to some of them. Uh, Ethan's teammates from Pasquale Zito to Wyatt Johnston, uh, other OHLers like Andrew Parrott and uh, Ethan Burroughs up in Owen Sound. Mm-hmm. They've been well-spoken as well as some other guests that we've had. Yeah, I mean, we've gone to the top of the top, right? Uh, we've had Mike Fuda on. We've had a number of media who have covered these guys and, and had some great stories uh, as well that uh, that had a chance to, to chat with some of these players and, and would echo your comments there as well. And remember, you can always go back and listen to our debate programs and uh, listen to our opinions and... Uh, you can hold our feet to the fire by sending us an email at fourfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. Don't send anything about the Bond movie until after like 11 o'clock on Saturday. On social media, our podcast FFC, on Twitter and Instagram, for future considerations on Facebook. Yes, we'll be back again next week. Join us, would you? I'm assuming there's going to be some stuff that we can talk about okay. in the world of sports. Besides the Bond movie? We'll have baseball playoffs, right? We'll be talking Start about... Start of the NHL season. The NHL season. We'll, NBA? We'll discuss whether we think the Blue Jays are going to make the playoffs. <laughs> uh, we're done that, right? We don't have to do that one anymore? Everybody wants to talk about the Blue Jays. Yeah. Uh, when do they hand out the MVP awards? Maybe that's what. Oh um, yeah, we'll there, get those emails. There in too, it is. Right? We should have Vlad on the show. He's a big yeah. fan. <laughs> yes, with his interpreter. <laughs> John, Matt, guys, enjoy the weekend. Hope you enjoy the weekend as well. And thanks for listening to for future considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage.
You're still here? It's over. Go home.